with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yeah, very good evening and welcome to Full Time on this Monday evening with myself, Martin Quilty. Hopefully you are all very well and enjoying yourselves because it's been a nice day out so far. Plenty of sport action the weekend and we have lots coming up on the show. We're going to be talking to John May very soon from Kilkenny City Harriers and we're going to be discussing Peter Lynch's upcoming race this weekend coming and also we will be chatting to Kilkenny under 20 manager Mark Dowling for all things Kilkenny hurling and we will also have Willie Quinlan on later on as well to discuss all things about Carlo football and I'm just looking for a piece of audio here at the minute that I can't seem to find because uh, it was there earlier on but obviously the uh, the name has changed on it. I think I have found it now. I have indeed. Yes, we are going to hear first of all from Mikey Butler from O'Loughlin Gales. They were playing Mullinavat at the weekend in the senior quarter final. And O'Loughlin Gales coming away with a two-point victory. We're going to hear, first of all, what Mikey has to say. And when Mikey is done, we're going to hear from John May from Kilkenny City Harriers. So, let's hear what Mikey had to say to us. Uh, with Mikey Butler here after the Shield final. Mikey, uh, happy enough for that performance? Yeah, great performance. Uh, you know, we were looking for a good performance there a week out with a quarter final. So, you know, um, it was a well-deserved win. Village is a very strong team and I suppose we got to rub it a green there today. Go over the line. You're in a, a new position at centre-half back there today. How did you find that? Yeah, I think um, I'm not so sure now if Brian Hogan will make a centre-back with me there now. So I have to get a bit more practice now if I want to be playing there. Yeah, you're, you're the only one in the half-back line that, that didn't score from play. You had two uh, flying lads, Jordan and David Forty, flying up the wing. So it would be nice to play with two of them lads by your side. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jordan and David, they're, they're flying us. They're scoring points there in every match. You know, I couldn't be keeping up with them. Uh, I tried to get one back on them there today. Well, end up driving away. So, <laughs> um, look again, a good, great performance. That second quarter, um, you're really on top. And I suppose when you have players like Omar, Sean Bulger inside, I suppose the message is get good ball into him as quick as you can. Yeah, uh, two boys are flying in there. Thank God this year. Uh, hopefully they'll keep it up. Uh, you know, get the ball in around the middle there, bounce it right in front of them, and you, you know, find a result there when they get the ball in their hand. Yeah, obviously, look good win today, but bigger things to come in the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to knockout championship now. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, two big games tomorrow, two big teams that will be gone. So we look forward to the draw now, and we'll we'll uh, train hard during the week and be ready for whoever we're playing next week. Yeah, thanks, Mikey. Thanks, There'll be a lot of training hard during the week, I can tell you. And somebody else will be training very, very hard is Peter Lynch from Kilkenny City Harriers because he's going to be taking part in the men's half marathon as part of Team Ireland's World Athletics Road Running Championships. And to tell us all about that and a couple of more things, I'm delighted to be joined on the telephone by John May from Kilkenny City Harriers. John, how are you this evening? I'm good now, how's all? All good now, thank you very much indeed and thanks for joining me here on Full Time. As I said, Peter is going to be racing at the weekend as part of Team Ireland at the World Athletics Road Running Championships as part of the Half Marathon. So you might give us a bit of background there uh, for Peter. How exactly did he get picked for us and where is he off to at the weekend? Well, uh, Peter, uh, the race actually was yesterday in Riga and uh, unfortunately the bad news is that Peter ran to about 17k of the 21 and and stepped off the side then at that stage he just found that on the day just the legs weren't responding the way he wanted to and he has 
He has an entry in the Dublin City Marathon coming up at the end of October, which lots and lots of people are out training for at the moment. And I suppose maybe you've got to weigh up your priorities at that point. The race wasn't going so well for him, and he decided to step off to save the legs for another day. He's got the Dublin City Marathon coming up, which incorporates the National Marathon Championships, and he's uh, he that's, that's, that's his key focus now coming into the end of the month. In terms of selection, himself and Hiko Tenosa would have been the two selected to run for the Irish team yesterday in Riga. Hiko came home in just over 64 minutes, and uh, even at that, 64 minutes for a half marathon, which is sensational running. It's uh, it's actually bang on three minutes a kilometre, more or less, uh, for 21.1 kilometres. But uh, even at that, that had Hiko back down in the mid-50s in the World Half Marathon Championships. Both, both candidates would have been selected. They... They would have both, um, first off, expressed interest in being included for selection in any half marathon and marathon programmes. And so there's a, a national marathon programme that identifies candidates who would be best suited to the marathon. Because the marathon now at Olympic and world level has become more of a team event as well. And I suppose Athletics Ireland are, are they're keeping their eye out. And Peter would be a candidate for uh, for the marathon into the future. It would have been felt in the, in the Harriers from, from a while back. Because very often where you might have the speed on the track, it, it's not necessarily, it's, it doesn't necessarily translate up or maybe as we go up double the distance, sometimes they say double the distance 2.2 times the speed or 2.2 times the time. In Peter's case, that differential is not as big. And so Peter Peter has run a couple of 28-minute 10Ks and was able to run a, a 60, just over 63 minutes for his debut half marathon last year. So Peter would have been somebody who's not necessarily fitting within the accepted formula uh, in terms of going up in the distance. And he's been working really, really hard over in America with his, his coach, uh, Tully Taylor Gully. And I suppose the marathon at the end of October is the real, the real focus. And uh, we're, hoping his, we're hoping he rebounds nicely from yesterday's race. Yeah, I'm a week behind. I thought actually it was this weekend coming up. Yeah, but, uh, no problem, no problem. <laughs> commiserations to him, but look, it's great to be able to take part of it and especially when you're part of an Irish team and to have representation from Kilkenny as well on any of our international teams, whether it be uh, rugby or, you know, uh, athletics or anything oh, going Peter's into... There's no stranger to, to representation, I'm sure. I mean, he, he was 15th last year in the European Senior Cross Country. But I suppose what's unusual about him, so his, his representation of Ireland is, is becoming quite usual, which is great. But what's unusual is to see an athlete uh, moving up into the marathon at this age. And uh, so he's still, he's still, he's finishing out his last year in college over in America. He no longer has to, he's no longer bound by scholarship to race for his, his college. So he's, he's no longer eligible to race within the NCAAs where uh, Peter would have collected three All-Americans, which is, it, it's kind of like, I suppose, the best way of putting his, uh, He's a cross-country all-star after finishing the top 23 times in the American Championships. And um, he uh, so he's still working with the coach who he's worked with while he's been based over in Tulsa. But he's decided to progress up into the marathon. I suppose the exciting thing for us is the prospect of him coming back and kind of putting the, the sort of potential he has displayed over the half marathon into the marathon, and especially in something like a national championships up in Dublin. A couple of years ago, there was great excitement. Stephen Scullion uh, won the national championships. 
and it was a it was a massive day, you know, and and so hopefully uh, Peter comes to Dublin and and provides that kind of excitement again. Well, that certainly would be fantastic as well, especially for all involved with the Kilkenny City Harriers. No doubt you're all cheering them on, John. You have a couple of more things that you just want to go through as well. One of them is the High Performance Committee, and the other then is the seventieth gala that is coming up as well. So you just want to mention those, so you might go through yeah. them exactly. I will. So the, our, our high performance committee, it's a, it's a project that we started this year. The club has put aside uh, a sum of money and we appointed a committee to that particular grouping. And the idea of the high performance committee, I suppose, KCH has had an Olympian at every one of the last six Olympics. We have had a representation of at least four athletes at the European cross country for the last four round, four, four holdings of the European cross country. So we've really developed ourselves in terms of at that high performance level into one of the most significant clubs in the country. And I suppose for us, the thing that we wanted to to try to do was to to put a structure in place to really sustain that. So our high performance committee was put together. Dr. Bill Cudahy, who uh, has a long time involvement with the club, but wasn't actually involved with the club at the time. Uh, Dr. Bill Cudahy agreed to to come back as uh, an independent chairman. And we were looking for somebody who really understood high performance sport and uh, Bill, of course, has been involved with Kilkenny Hurdles for many, many years. He's been involved with uh, a number of teams over in Dixborough, I've no doubt. But he's also been involved with a number of Olympic squads and a number of Irish athletics teams. And he was somebody who we felt could the, 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 whole, the committee would really benefit from having his kind of insight into high-performance sport. And so Bill is the, the chairperson and the committee meets approximately once a month. We identify the criteria, gold, silver and bronze. And I suppose at the moment it's certainly been funded by the club, but we know that we're in a county and we're in a city that really, really loves its sport. But, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, we can we can wax lyrical about, you know, the amateur status of the GAA, but for these athletes, some of these athletes, like, I mean, the, the, the idea that they're professionals, is you know it's 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 not even an argument. I mean they're 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 basically living to pursue a dream. And certainly in the case of Eva Richardson, as she would have been coming out of college, for example, Eva would have been in a position where only for she she was taken on by a professional team in America. She she what does she do like? Does she come back to Kenya and attempt to pursue her dream? And if she does, I suppose we felt a responsibility as a club for Eva Richardson, Cleena Manning, who was at the uh, 2021 Olympics and had qualified for the World Championships this year, Peter Lynch, who in a year's time will come out of college, Shea McAvoy, who was 10th in the European under-23s. And then as we look down through the age groups, we would have had a number of uh, schooled internationals and underage internationals this year. And we're really looking at how we sustain the future of high-performance athletics within Kilkenny. So we've started the committee. Uh, we've put aside a, a, a budget of money to spend on it. But I suppose we're also now looking at the wider community within Kilkenny. And we, we know that, the, that Kilkenny as a city really appreciates Kilkenny City Harriers. We know that Kilkenny as a city and a county really appreciates high-performance sport. And I suppose we're now looking to see other people interested in becoming involved with our high-performance committee. So we're, we're appealing out to, to corporate Kilkenny to come and get involved. Athletics is... Certainly the interest in the World Championships in Budapest recently would indicate that athletics is a sport that really grabbed the public's attention this year for a while. And it's a sport in Ireland that's really, really rising and emerging again as one of our one of our major global sports for us to all get excited about every summer and during the winters for the cross-country season. So I suppose the first thing I'm, I'm saying about that is that I'm just outlining the programme as it is at the moment. And I'm also outlining, let's say, that... We would we'd be very interested in taking on some corporate partnership there. So if there's any corporates within 
Kilkenny that would be interested or the Kilkenny region or listening to the show here that would be interested in getting involved with our High Performance Committee, they can contact us directly through our website or through any of our social media pages or they can come directly to myself at johnpmay at gmail.com and I'm sure Anyway, uh, there, there, there's more than enough ways to come and get in contact with me. If some of these corporations or businesses are interested, they'll be able to find a way. And the second thing then that you, you refer to is our 70th anniversary. In 1953, uh, way, way back, the Kenny City Harriers started up at a meeting in uh, an establishment that has since become Matt the Miller's. And so a little bit down the road from there, in Langton's on the, 7th, on the 13th of October, we're going to celebrate our 70th anniversary. It's going to be a lovely night. It's a really, really significant milestone for any club. I mean, the, even yesterday, we had the county senior cross-country was on yesterday, and Kilkenny, Kilkenny City Harriers men won the title for the 12th year in a row. But we were looking at the trophy afterwards, and you see the names of clubs that have come and gone, and there's, there's clubs there dated on that particular trophy back to the early 50s. And there, you know, there's there's names of clubs that no longer exist, and that's the same in our sport and in GA and soccer and rugby and all sorts of sports, and that's that's the nature of it that it can be so difficult for any organisation to continue to sustain itself. So we're gathering on the 13th of October in Langton to celebrate 70 years of this flame being kept, uh, these this flame flickering still. And uh, anybody that is interested, if you haven't got your tickets yet, if you were a member before and you'd like to attend on the night, there's a booklet, there's a sort of a, there's a, a number of interviews with some of our past Olympians and some, some of our past members, etc. And uh, it's going to be a lovely occasion. So we're really looking forward to celebrating it. John, it certainly does sound like a fantastic occasion and imagine 70 years uh, anniversary coming up as well. That's a phenomenal achievement for any uh, organisation or a club. So well done to everybody involved there with Kilkenny City Harriers and the very best of luck with the high performance uh, adventures as well. Hopefully that it will all come off to fruition for yourselves. And as John has said, if anybody wants to get in contact with him, don't forget all the details. He gave it out there earlier on and they are available. I'm assuming again through your social media channels or on Kilkenny City Harriers, you'll be able to get in contact with John there as well. John, thanks a million for joining me here on Full Time. The very best of luck to Kilkenny City Harriers going forward. No doubt we'll be in contact a lot more when uh, events and that are coming up that you can let us know when they're on and we will certainly plug them and any of our uh, upcoming athletes that's taking part in anything um, you know that to do with nationals or with the Irish team or even big meets that you might be hosting within the county as well we'd love to hear from you um, and we certainly will plug them here on full time with ourselves Brilliant we'd be delighted to be on I suppose keep an eye out now for uh Peter Lynch and this Dublin City Marathon coming up and uh, I do know that the uh, the national senior cross country is out in Gorn this year so our our, our, our friendly our friendly neighbours in Gorn AC are hosting the, the National Cross Country on November 19th and we've had a couple of near misses with the senior men and you know maybe this is it maybe maybe fate is telling us that this is our turn now that we could go out to Gorn and maybe maybe this might be our chance to do it so you never know do it in their backyard and sure it's not that far out anyway they'd be delighted if we did do it too (laughs) well John very best luck to yourselves and Kilkenny City Harriers going forward and as I said it won't be the last time we have a chat we will be doing it a lot more throughout the year as well but for the time being thank you very much indeed thanks very much guys that that was John uh, John May there from Kilkenny City Harriers no doubt we'll be having a chat to John again in the future right I have a quick break to take when we come back we're going to be moving things to Kilkenny Hurling and Marin, uh, Kilkenny under 20 manager Mark Dowling is going to be joining me don't go anywhere we'll be right back 
full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartsVolkswagen.ie. Keeping you in the game and in the know. Full time on KCLR. It's like synchronised gymnastics in here in the studio this evening. Right, we're going to move things to Kilkenny Hurling and we have uh, plenty of action to discuss and we are going to do that with the one and only Mr Mark Dowling, Kilkenny under-20 manager and indeed analysis for ourselves here on KCLR. Mark, how are you this evening? Good, sir. How are you doing, Martin? Ah, all good now, thank God. The hurling is in full swing, albeit it's getting to the business end of things now when it comes to the quarterfinal stages. They're, uh, they're after being on the weekend. We now know who's going to be playing in the semi-final stages. Hard to think that a couple of weeks ago that we were getting ready to play the first round of the league, but things don't slow down for anyone. But it was a busy weekend of action and it all started off on Saturday afternoon with Glenmore and Bennett's Bridge in the first of the senior quarterfinal games and Bennett's Bridge coming away with a victory in this one but was it as comfortable as the scoreline may have suggested? No I don't think it was I was I was in Thomastown for the O'Loughlin's Mullinavat match and as you know they kind of crossed over so uh, but by all reports uh, you know it was a close enough game I, uh, six point win in the end for Bennett's Bridge but uh, I think Lemore had, had, had run him close there for a lot of it Um yeah, look, I think the bridge are coming into a bit of form at the right time. <clears throat> they seem to have timed it nicely. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to have a big say, yes. Um, uh, they're they're going to play in O'Loughlin's, of course, in the semi-final now. Glenmore, uh, look, I, I think overall, obviously disappointed losing a quarter-final, but they've had a really good season uh, with a league final appearance and, and a quarter-final appearance as well. And, you know, based on on last year as well, they've, they've come on and that's what you want. You want progress year on year and, and they've really kind of consolidated their position as a senior club now and um, really took huge steps this year so they'll, they'll be happy when they look back over the season over the winter they'll, they'll be happy I'm sure and look to build on it again they'll be a young team but I think the bridge are saying that nice bit of farm and I think I think uh, they're just hitting farm at the right time and they have everyone available with Liam Blanchfield back I think he was very influential the weekend again Um you know, their, their set of backs seem to be running really well Bill Hughes seems to be settling into the centre back role which is allowing David Blanchfield to kind of be utilised elsewhere, you know, and uh, Kevin Blanchfield seems to be having a great season. I saw him a few games earlier in the year, he was very good and I think again he was very good at the weekend. I think uh, Liam also has been having an impact for uh, Bennett's Bridge as well, getting him back from Australia and that, albeit he had a great game the the first day that he was out. Uh, Last weekend, he may have been a little bit quieter maybe than the weekend previous, but he was still making scores and he certainly made uh, a goal or so as well for Bennett's Bridge. So it's great to have him back. And obviously, he's a focal point to have up there in the forwards for Bennett's Bridge as well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, he gives him a lot. Like, you know, he has, he has presence and his pace and he's very direct. And, you know, he's a great outball for, for their backs. Like, if they're under pressure to deliver, you know, to, they can go in any way on top of him or, or you know, go higher or, or, or short in front of him. Uh, and he's very direct, as I say. So, look, he's given him a real edge now. And, uh, look, it's, it's great to get a player like him uh, halfway through a season or a little bit into a season to all of a sudden be able to parachute him in and uh, he seems to have hit the ground running and um, yeah look he was he, he, I think he got a goal in the point the weekend uh, so he was obviously uh, very central to their win and they will need him in fairness probably if they're to go another step to, and get to a county final they're probably going to need leave and, and, and the rest of their, their more experienced players to deliver Well they certainly are but they are into the semi-final now and 
we'll find out who they're going to be playing shortly I did flag this with Mark earlier on as time does creep up very very quickly in this studio I have to go and take a quick break when we come back we'll be hearing from Mark for the next three uh, Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinals that took place over the weekend so to find out Mark's thoughts don't go anywhere because he and I will be back in a jiffy Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, laheartsskoda.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Yeah, welcome back to Full Time with myself on this Monday evening. It is approaching half past six and we still have Mark Dowling on the phone line with us to discuss all things Kilkenny hurling and in particular the Kilkenny Senior quarterfinals that was on over the weekend. Mark, you were at the O'Loughlin Gales and Mullinavat game that took place over the weekend as well. O'Loughlin Gales coming away with a two-point victory and I think many might be a little bit surprised by the margin of victory considering the teams met previously in the league and O'Loughlin Gales had it a little bit easier but the cut and trust of championship you can never imagine what's going to happen and Mullinavat certainly seemed to put it up to a Lachlan's Yeah look there was there was really nothing between them Martin to be honest and, and uh, if you remember uh, back to Saturday the weather wasn't great it was the rain had just about stopped before that match uh, started but the underfoot conditions like there was a lot of rain after falling um, and the pitch did cut up any pitch would have um, uh, there was a wind that 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 gathered momentum uh, just as the game started, and uh, Mullinavat had it in the first half. Lachlan's in the second, and it probably got a little even bit stronger, I would say, into the second half. But it was a real it was a real dogfight. Now um, there was nothing between them. Lachlan's probably got made more use of the wind, I would say, when when they had it, and, and Mullinavat did go up and get a goal through Oshie Knox uh, in the second half, possibly against the run of play, but but about brought him right back into it and you know it was impossible to call it went down to the wire uh, but Lachlan's just getting by and I look I, I kind of said at the time I thought they were deserving winners but just about there was a, as you say a two point margin I think it was probably fair Mullinavat would be disappointed but like they can be very proud of their effort because it was a real titanic struggle a very physical match um, but never crossed the line really it was all it was all perfectly legal and it was just tough uh, honest stuff um, and Mullinavat was as mentioned before very physical you know well conditioned team but Lachlan's were able to match him that way and you know I think Lachlan's moving forward I think it's a real that that win in those conditions against a team of, of Mullinavat's uh, stature I think it'll really stand to him you know mentally going forward it certainly will and O'Loughlin Gales have been drawn against uh, Bennis Bridge now in that uh, senior semi-final as well and that's certainly going to be a mouth-watering prospect there and obviously one of those teams is going to get to a county final and potentially could win the county final as well so huge incentive there for both of those teams and they'll be relishing that semi-final. The other two games then took place yesterday. The first of them in UPMC Northern Park was uh, James Stevens and Grey Bally Callan and while a lot of people were coming away and saying that this was a little more than a challenge game there was less intensity in this one maybe than what was in the second game that came after uh, this one in UPMC Nolan Park yesterday they won't really care about that uh, Mark because a team goes out to win as best as they can James Stevens have done it they're back in another county semi-final and they don't care whether they won rich ugly or whether it was glorious hurling they're in the county semi-final and that's all that matters to them yeah, look, quarterfinals are an extremely difficult hurdle to jump for every team. I think they're, they're probably the, the biggest hurdle really on the, on the way to a final is the quarterfinal is getting over that first first match. Uh, 
Yeah, the village have tipped along nicely. I, th- I think they had a decent league. You know, I saw them a good few times in the league. I thought they were just going about their business uh, very quietly and, and, and getting through the matches and picking up results. And they've kind of continued in that saying, uh, they had a six-point win yesterday. And Barry Callan uh, have had a very good season. Um, a young team with a, a good injection of youth now, first-year senior. And they've really done well and, and have something now really to build on next year, which is great for them. Uh, but 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 for the village to come away with a six point win in the quarter final against a team that were, you know, informed to some degree, uh, and going well, you know, I I wouldn't underestimate uh, the win and and you know they've kind of just moved along nicely at the village and as you say they're back in the semi final again uh, in a county final last year they were in the semi final the year previous, you know uh, it's not by fluke that they're 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 reaching semi finals and finals and we all know that's very difficult to do year in year out so. Yeah, they're moving nicely. Uh, King Kenny didn't play uh, yesterday, so you know they have they have that to look forward to his return if he can get back in two weeks. I don't know the the, the full extent of the injury, but I'm sure there's a chance he'll be he'll be available for for the uh, Ballyhale match, the semi final, and you know that's that's a repeat of the county final, so they'll be looking to to turn um, the Shamrocks over, you know. Well, we know that they played him uh, earlier on in the, I think it was the last group game actually of the league section of it and that was uh, an enthralling battle there as well with uh, James Stevens and nine points up heading in to the last 10 minutes or so and Ballyhale Shamrocks coming back with three late goals as well and getting a draw out of that one so the Shamrocks will be hoping that they can put the same performance in that they did against Ballyhale and your dead Roy Keane Kenny is certainly going to be a huge loss if he's not back within the two weeks but uh, by all accounts he's doing everything possible to do that so they could really do with him back there um, but yep James Stevens into the semi-final and Mark Dowling they are going to be playing Ballyhale Shamrocks again because what a game uh, the second one in UPMC Nolan Park yesterday it really had the cost and trust of a county final uh, day in it. everything was going on there was lots of stuff off the ball there was plenty of scores there was late drama with was it a penalty wasn't it a penalty then the 20 metre free that Andy Gaffney stood up to take I mean it really had everything and it probably uh, the lads even on commentary said it was one of the best games of hurling that has ever been played in Kilkenny potentially but definitely the best game of hurling so far this year yeah, uh, look, it was it was a fascinating game to watch. I, it won't be much consolation to the borough that that they come out the wrong side of it. Um, but yeah, look, I think Ballyhale probably realised that they had to deliver a big performance. Uh, you know, on the back of 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 Dixborough's league campaign, they probably realised that they had to they had to show up yesterday, and and they did. And their big players and uh, and everyone else around them, big players, did deliver. Um, you know what stood out to me is the incredible hunger. To, they're, they're going for six in a row. I mean, they, they a lot of teams would have walked away at, at, at certain points of that second half and said, "Look, this is not our day." You know, we've done well enough over the last number of years, but they hung in somehow and and managed to, to hang into the bitter end and and turn over. Um, I think it was a two or a three point uh, lead at about six seven minutes of normal time to go. Um, and got over the line, yeah. So, like, I mean, they are incredible champions, and to come through yesterday was was an incredible test. And Dixford can be very proud of their season. They, they had a great league campaign. Uh, I know it's of little consolation, but um, you know they they contributed hugely to a, a classic game yesterday, where, where literally it could have went either way down to the final the final stretch. So, uh, pity for them that they don't go any further. Uh, but Ballyhale, I suppose, look led by, you know, TJ was incredible yesterday, Adrian Mullen was incredible yesterday, 
Um, you know, they they were fantastic in the in the in, in the big moments and then Richie Reid had a huge last ten minutes. Uh and all considering they were down to fourteen men at that stage. But um no look there were two two really, you know, outstanding teams really going head to head and, and uh it was a fascinating game to watch. But uh, look from a from a borough point of view, I suppose very disappointing not to come out the the right side of it. But just goes to show how difficult it is, you know, to, to get through these matches, you know. So that he'll march on to, to make the village in, in, in the semi-final. We've heard the phrase well over the last number of years that the Shamrocks are never beaten until either the final whistle goes or you're gone out in the gate and it certainly was that case um, over the last number of years you know they haven't had a, the best of league formats they were in the uh, relegation semi-final against Danes 14 Ford really put it up to them but they pulled that one out of the bag as well they're going for a record six in a row titles from what you've seen over the weekend and looking at Bennett's Bridge now and O'Loughlin Gales as well and the village do you think anyone can beat Jamie or uh, Ballyhale this year, Mark? Uh, yeah, I do. Like, look, it's Kenny. It's I think you know, it's very difficult to get through each match, and I think Ballyhale will be the first to admit that. Um, you know, you have to really be on every day, and you know, the day that you're not fully on, like you're 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 vulnerable. I think you can make a case for any of the four finalists or sorry, four semi-finalists to get to a final, and certainly then for any of the four of them to go on and win it. Um, Look, you have to have Ballyhale as favourites. I mean, you know, for obvious reasons, everyone will will expect him to be favourites. But in saying that, I don't think any of the other three are that far behind. If I'm being honest, and I think I think uh, you know, hitting the right form uh, for the next two days, I hope is um, you know, I I think it's in mental pot really. You know, Ballyhale um, are there to be beaten. They're the ones at the top of the tree. Everyone is is throwing their best at them. You know, at some stage, they, they, you know, like all great teams, they will, they will hit a day where it doesn't go for them. Um, hard to know what to be this year on the on the basis of yesterday. Probably difficult to 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 back against them. But um, I will give the other three, uh, you know, um, a shout in in winning in winning the the, the championship out. You know, well, there's certainly two more uh, mouth-watering uh, clashes there. James Stevens versus Ballyhale Shamrocks repeated last year's county final in one of the semi-finals O'Loughlin Gales versus Bennett's Bridge in the other semi-finals and there's plenty of hurling still left in all of those four teams there obviously the intermediate semi-finals are going to be coming up uh, the weekend as well they are on Sunday we have a double header and they will be brought live with KCLR with ourselves here Thomastown and Dunhamagan up first at one o'clock and Munkine and Lisdowney up then again at three o'clock uh, as we said both of those games games in UPMC Nolan Park over the weekend and the senior relegation final will also take place at the weekend as well I think it's actually penciled in for Saturday and that is between Aaron Zone and Danes Fort and neither one with them will be looking to go down back down to intermediate grade as well they'll be hoping to come away with a victory Carrick Shock did come away with their victory on Saturday mark against O'Loughlin Gales they retain their status O'Loughlin's four year stint at intermediate level is now over um, important victory I suppose you could say for Carrick Shock yeah look myself and yourself watched the, the uh, Carrick Shock Johnstown uh, match previous and you know Carrick Shock probably you know they were probably not in the best of form the last few games but look they managed to turn it around and and ultimately look you know they win that match and and you know you can put the year behind you and build for next year they're they're they're, they're back in in the intermediate grade next year which is the main thing that they stay there uh, for Olakins look I think you know they 
it's extremely hard to have a senior team and an intermediate team and I think they've done fantastic fantastic achievement for the club to have an intermediate team as you said they've been there four years I wouldn't be surprised if Lachlan's come back up in the next year or two anyway you know they have a good uh, conveyor belt of, of, of lads coming there the whole time so they'll be looking to bounce back and I, I, I wouldn't rule that out in the next couple of years um, and the experience of being up in intermediate would stand to them as well so um, yeah look they're, they're, they're they're awful matches to play and they're, 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 they're nail biters and you really don't know what way they're going to go form goes out the window so look Carrick Shock would be glad I think it was a, maybe a two point win they got, they got in the end and uh, yeah they'll just be glad to, to keep their intermediate uh, status and, and move on into next year then yeah, well, they certainly will. Obviously, we do have to mention that the junior games will be going ahead at the weekend. Dixborough, your own club, is involved in the Section B County Final, uh, and that's up against James Stevens, and that's had to be changed now to Johns Park. That's going ahead at 12 o'clock on Saturday, while in the quarterfinal of the juniors, you have Winegap taking on Piltown at 2 o'clock in Munkine. That is on Saturday as well. Emeralds take on Tullahar. Ross Birkin at 4 o'clock that goes ahead in Clara and the last junior quarter final then is St. Lactons versus St. Patrick's that's in Jenkinstown at 12 o'clock on a Sunday so lots and lots of action there to uh, get your teeth sunk into over the weekend Mark Dowling thank you very much for joining us here on a full time again on this Monday evening uh, no doubt you'll be looking forward to a festival of hurling over the next couple of weekends and we'll chat to you again very soon Great stuff, Martin. Thanks. Thanks a million. Mark, that was Mark Dowling there having a chat with us. Right, we're going to hear from Richie Power, the winning manager of Carrick Shock. And when we come back then, we are going to be discussing Carlo football with our own Willie Quinlan. Don't go anywhere. Richie Power, you look like a relieved man standing here beside me, but what a game of hurling here today between yourself and O'Loughlin Gales in the intermediate final. You came away with the victory. You showed great heart in that game. What does it mean to yourself to win? Um, look, Martin, it means everything. Um, you know, to a small parish, small club like Carrick Shock. And, you know, it's not obviously the position that ourselves in O'Loughlin saw ourselves being in at the start of the year, and it, it's not a nice place to be. But, you know, you saw out there 30 players and, and the lads that came in, you know, 35, 40 players give it their all for their jersey and for their crest. And that's all you can ask of lads, you know. And um, that's all I asked of our lads at the start of it was just hard work and honesty. And, you know, if, we, if the result goes our way, great. If it doesn't, well, then you can walk off the field with your heads held high, you know. And look, we, we got the goals in the second half. It looked like it was kind of slipping away from us at stages. But, um, you know, look, the big, the big players stood up again and, um, you know, just got us over the line. Talk to us about that because O'Loughlin Gales certainly had their purple patch, especially when young Kevin Farrell had to go off with yourselves. He seemed to pull up with a hamstring injury. He seemed to struggle a small little bit. He was a focal point for you up there in the forwards, but he certainly regrouped after that. And just hit for chat there for a while, I thought even it might have went to extra time. But like you said, you got the goals right at the right time. And young Owen O'Neill was certainly central to most of those scores for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like obviously losing Kevin was huge. You know, um, an absolute focal point, brilliant ball winner, you know, brilliant hurler, brilliant guy. And, you know, he was devastated coming off the field. But look, that's that, those are injuries. You know, we we picked up some serious injuries during the year. You, you know, you couldn't believe it. And for a small club, you, you can't afford that. So, look, 
look, the lads that came on, Kieran came on, Barry came on, got the goal at the end. They all contributed, you know, and that's that's all you can ask the lads is to contribute. And look, fair play to Lockins. We knew that they were going to come at us with everything that they had, and they did at the start of the second half. You know, they went to point up and they, they looked to be kind of maybe getting the upper hand, and we we got back, we got the goal, Owen Crowley got the goal, and um, you know we pushed on from there. But look, two two incredibly honest teams. Um, it's a pity that you know there has to be a loser, and unfortunately, you know O'Loughlin's are, are feeling that today. We're we're happy, we're delighted. Um, you know, wouldn't be overly happy with the year as a, as a whole. But look, these games are for winning and getting the results, and thankfully we done that. I said it on there earlier on as well. I know you weren't happy the last day with the performance against the Fenians. He had 18 wides that day. It's a, a terrible build-up. Two weeks is a long time to a relegation final. But you must have been doing some training for scoring and shooting because most of the points that you had today and your chances were all going over the bar. You had very few wides in that first half. Yeah, I suppose, um, you know, funnily enough, we didn't actually do much training at all, Martin. We, tri- <laughs> we got together three times in the last two weeks because we just felt with the lads, you know, having had a tough season, you know, we played seven, six games in seven weeks, which, you know, is very unfair on club holders, um, you know, and it shouldn't happen in this day and age. But we just said to go away and, and recharge the batteries with a couple of good sessions in between. And, um, yeah, look, the last day, very disappointed. I wouldn't say disappointed with the performance because, you know, we performed very well, but we just didn't take our chances. And, you know, look, if you hit 18 wides in a game, you don't deserve to win it. And we didn't, you know, we didn't win it the last day. And obviously, look, it, it left us here today. But, look, the, the year ends on a high. Um, you know, someone said to me during the week, and it's true, only two intermediate teams will finish the year on a winning note and thankfully Carrie Shocker won him. You certainly are and it is great to see you at intermediate level next year. You also have a lot of young talent coming up there as well that you can build on and mix that with the experiences there, the likes of Niall Tennyson in full back, your own brother in corner forward as well who I thought had an outstanding game as well. He's exceptional on freeze. So the future is certainly bright for yourself. You have talent that's there that you can build and challenge for the, the title next year. Yeah, look I, look, I wouldn't exactly say challenge for the title but uh, you look, you know, we, we picked up six or seven serious injuries at the start of the year, Martin. Like, and there was times where we were, you know, we, we were struggling to field teams in the league championship stages, and that's the reality of it. And look, they didn't go our way. We we had to get ourselves ready for Johnstown, and you know, fair play to Johnstown, they they, they got the result on the day. But look, we were in a semi final last year. We had hope to build on that this year. Um, but as I said, we got season ending injuries, you know, and that, and that's the, the the sad thing about it. And then we got lads kind of back during the year. John Cal, you know, only had thirty minutes hurling under his belt this year due to a broken hand and came on and was, was outstanding there do you know and you know Owen O'Neill chipped his, his hip at the beginning of the year uh, Jake Dwyer hamstring Kevin hamstring you know but look it's all about just coming together as a, as a group of, of players and, and management and just trying to build a spirit and thankfully we had that today and look it's 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 a positive end to the year do you know it's it, it, it could have been a lot worse um, and it would have been a long winter if we didn't get the result today but look we can go away now and plan and, and, and look at next year and you know as you said plenty of talent in the club our, our underage teams are competing very well at the moment so you know it's just a matter of bringing those guys through for over the next kind of five to ten years and hopefully we'll be we'll be contesting county finals in the near future well well done fantastic victory today and for all your time throughout the year as well you're being so gracious with it we thank you sincerely and best luck for next year cheers thanks martin full time on kcl or with thanks to the full range of volkswagen commercial vehicles at lahards the home of volkswagen in kilkenny lahardsvolkswagen.ie Full-time on KCLOR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. 
Willie Quinlan, Monday evening seems to fly by here when we're in studio and no doubt you're a great man to be able to fly through fixtures and I think we might have to do that a little bit here <laughs> this evening. But there was lots of football action taking place in Carlo over the weekend. We'll start with the two matches on Saturday. Obviously the junior final was on and the intermediate final. St Mullins taking on Fighting Cox, Clonmore taking on St Patrick's and it was victory for Clonmore. Back-to-back uh, promotions for them, you could say. They won the junior last year, intermediate this year. Um, and then St Mullins getting the better of the fighting cocks as well but lots of good action there on Saturday Yeah there surely was uh, Martin and back to back for St Mullins as well because they, they won the actually I think they've come from three grades Junior C to Junior B and, and Junior A so they, they'll be you know really happy with with their football uh, some, some real exciting football obviously lots of mistakes bad conditions but um, St Mullins uh, stormed into the lead a couple couple of points three or four points in the lead uh, before actually the Fighting Cox got on the board the Fighting Cox seemed to be a little bit nervous um, turned over a lot of ball gave away a lot of ball before the final league uh, got on got on the score sheet with, with um, uh, I think it was their, their corner corner forward not, I haven't got his name here now with me but they were struggling for scores all over the all over the field eventually got back into it um, in the second half, they came out, came out blazing. Alan, Alan Quigley actually was the, the point scorer. He got a great goal and a second point in, in the in the second half to put him uh, two or three three points up actually. But in fairness to St Mullins, they knuckled down. They got three or four frees um, and ended up getting uh, a winning point near the end and just probably just hung on. But I th- thought over the sixty minutes they were the better team. Uh, they, they were looked the fitter. They were they had a lot of wides. That that's something that. They talked about um, after the game that I suppose coming from a hurling background, when you get into the bigger ball, it's totally different in front of the goal. I think they had 11 wides in the game. They'll be looking to put that right in the, the club championship in a couple of weeks' time. But being fair play to them, uh, predominantly a hurling club, very very small. From what I'm told, 350 in the parish. So to from winning senior club hurling championships to, to winning junior uh, football championships is, is a great achievement. It certainly is uh, fantastic football Saturday but obviously the main event was and that's not to detract from either of the teams from Saturday either but the main event was obviously yesterday between Aero Og and Tien Royland in the Senior Football Championship first time in three years that Aero Og has been crowned the champions probably was the margin a little bit easier maybe than people might have thought Well going into it I, I, I always thought that Aero Og would win, would win the game just from the point of view of the way that Tin Ryland set up the way they play, they're so defensive. Then, then you know they have scored thirteen points, ten points, and eight points in their three league games. So they were never going to be. It was never going to be a big scoring. But uh, when Aero got in front, you could see Tin uh, Ryland were still sitting back. It was four points to two at half time, and Aero uh, popped on three or four points, which meant Tin Ryland had to come actually looking. Uh, to, to make a game over it and, and came over their own half and which Aero took full advantage and you know Ross Dunphy with, with one four from play uh, played really really well he was the man of the match Darrell Bryan four points from freeze um, Cottle Kelly getting up from cornerback Jordan Morrissey done really well in the middle he he got two great scores as well and Aero never really looked back 15 minutes into the second half you could say the game was almost over but um, disappointing for Tin Ryland it's their second it's their second championship in, in two years that they've left it I won't say they've left this one behind because they were beaten by 12 points 
and uh, just never got into the, the scoring. Yes, couldn't get the ball to Paul Brodrick or Dermot Walsh and Aero definitely full value for the senior championship win yesterday, Martin. I suppose that means now that they'll go forward to represent Carlo in the AIB Leinster Senior Club Championship which is down for the weekend of the 21st, 22nd of October. They're going to be playing the Leash Champions, whoever that's going to be. We don't know exactly yet. Well, at least I couldn't find it earlier on if it has been played, but I don't think yeah, it has. No, it's either St. Joseph's or Port Leach. Both teams won yesterday. So Port Leach beat Grey Cullen, St. Joseph's beat Port Arlington. So um, either either one of, of those teams will be will be playing in three weeks' time, I think, in Netwatch Cullen Park. So that's who we all look forward to bringing the Leach champions. And it's also nice to have a home game in your first uh, championship as well in Leinster when it comes to the club. A big support there for um, Aero Og will certainly be beneficial to themselves and no doubt they'll certainly look forward to that uh, challenge as well, whoever of those four teams it's going to be from Leash. Yeah, and, and definitely um, Clonmore are the same. They have a home home game against the Westmead champions. Sam Mullins are the same and they're club championship they have the first home game so I mean in, in a couple of weeks time really a feast of football we're looking forward to it I'm not sure if it's all on the same weekend but just to tap into Clanmore they're a fantastic win for them on Saturday uh, they got out of the blocks really really well we're nine points up maybe after 25 minutes uh, St. Patrick's got 1-3 before half time but Clanmore never looked back they always looked in charge bar, bar from a poor kick out by Anthony Bourne that was nearly turned over and could have been a goal ended up in a point but Clanmore pushed on and ended up winning by five or six points and by far the, the better team on, on the day and I'm sure they, they'll say they definitely deserved it with their 60 minutes performance as well Martin and I suppose one last thing before we go that was the relegation senior final that was played on Friday evening you and I was above in Dr Cullen Park or Netwatch Cullen Park watching a Palatine retaining their senior status with victory over Fenna um, probably the right result on the night but it certainly was a tight affair Yeah certainly definitely was tight it looked like at stages that Fenna could, could really turn them over if they had to take their chances they, they, they had a lot of wides um, early on in the game before they actually stepped in and got a couple of scores but uh, the 60 minutes again I suppose the, the game was put to bed in the last 10 minutes and you have to say Conor Crowley was probably the difference of of, um, of the both teams he, he got on the score sheet uh, four or five times but he's worked out the field he's carrying up the ball he's, he's finding players inside um, he, he's just uh, it was an, an incredible year and he's had a great year with the county and with Palantine and they'll be really happy to stay up senior they certainly will Willie as always sorry to cut you short this Monday evening but thank you so much for uh, recapping the football for us no doubt we'll be having a chat again after the club championships as soon as they start and as always enjoy the rest of your evening Lovely, thanks Martin, thank you. Perfect, that was Willie Quinlan there. Right, I have one last bit of business to do and that is to announce the Electric Player of the Week this week. No fanfares unfortunately, we're running out of time but the Electric Player of the Week in association with the all-electric Skoda Enyaq range at Lahart Skoda Kilkenny, visit lahart.ie is Owen Keneally from Ballyhill Shamrocks. Owen has been named this week's Electric Player of the Year following his Man of the Match performance for the Shamrocks in their Kilkenny Senior Championship victory over Dixborough and as usual, keep an eye on KCLR for your chance to win a 100 euro cash prize and congratulations once again to Owen right that's it from myself here on this Monday evening Eddie Hughes is stepping in for the sick Owen Carey for tonight anyway so we wish Owen the very best of luck and hopefully he's well soon but Eddie will be here from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock I'll be back next Monday enjoy your sport at the weekend bye for now keeping you in the game and in the know full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty 